Welcome indeed to Ignite Sunday as we celebrate this new cycle, as we talk about gathering and growing and going together as the people of God. You know, I've never been athletic, uh, and people have known that about me since early on. I, you know, whenever we were in PE class and uh, they had to pick teams, the captains would always pick me almost to the last one. Sometimes I was the last one. Uh, but once I got in the team, I, I did my best to play soccer or basketball or flag football, whatever it was. And sometimes we won, sometimes we lost, but we just had fun together. And that was true in PE class for me, and it is true today when I play golf with my friends. I have friends that, I, I, that play very good and, and that are willing to have me in their team. We play scramble. That means best ball of two teams. And so uh, in this picture, for example, there are two people in this picture. I don't have to tell you who they are. They're very, very good golfers, like scratch golfers almost. There's one that's okay, and then there's me. Uh, I'm, I'm the one that people choose so that they can even out the teams uh, in that scramble, and then we have fun. But that's the thing about team sports. It's, it's that you need others to be a part of it. Some people are great. Some people are not great, but we all need each other in the team. And when it comes to church, we know that church is a team sport. Discipleship is a team sport. If you're a follower of Christ, then you know that you need to belong to the team. And that's the question that I want to ask you today. Are you in the team? Are you part of a team? And the, the, the text for this morning is found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse, uh, chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. I'd like to invite you to go there with me. Ephesians 4, 15 and 16. As Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus about the privileges of the church and who we are in Christ, he says in verse 15, instead, Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The Bible tells us that believers, the followers of Christ, make up the body of Christ, that if you have called Jesus your Lord and your Savior, you're part of this mysterious thing called the body of Christ, this, this organism, this, this uh, body uh, that is a spiritual body, which Christ is the head and we are the members. And just like in a physical body, every part needs to be connected to it. In a spiritual body, it's the same thing. In a physical body, you don't have a hand that says, I don't need you, arm. You don't have a foot that says, I don't need you, leg. I can just go on my own. And, and hopefully, you don't have a body that says to the hand, we don't really need the hands. We're okay. You know, a body needs all its members, and every member needs the body. And that's the same way it is in the body of Christ. We need each other. We need to be connected to one another. That means that if you're a follower of Christ, you need to be connected to the rest of the body in a meaningful way. You need to relate to other believers in, in a way that establishes relationships that, that is deeper than just being present in the same room. And, and I want to ask you that today. I'm so glad that you're here gathered for worship uh, and, and you can be present here. But I want to ask you, are you connected in a meaningful way to the body of Christ? And if you're not, then what's keeping you from it? We've already said that today is Ignite Sunday here at Calvary. Uh, that means that we are starting our cycle for 2022, 2023. 
Last Sunday, our children were promoted in their groups. Their kindergartners became first graders and the sixth graders became students in our student ministry and high school graduates went on to be adults. And, and so today we're launching the new cycle. The summer ends for us today. We're beginning our grow groups, our midweek ministries, which include the Grove for Children, Remedy for Students, the Gathering for Young Adults, Man Church, and Women's Ministry, and Choir, and all kinds of things that are going on. It is time to leave the summer behind and to get involved and to get ready to grow together as the body of Christ we call Calvary. And so when we come to this text this morning, we realize that as members of the body of Christ, we are designed in the body for growth. And that's the first thing I want to share with you today. The body is meant to grow toward maturity. Bible says here, we read, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. And then in verse 16, it says, from him the whole body, and then eventually it says, grows. So growth is expected of the body of Christ. Uh, you know, one of the things that really amazes me is the growth of my grandson, Daniel. Uh, this week, uh, my daughter and son-in-law took him to a skate park and he has his little two-wheel scooter and he was going down and up the ramps and I'm watching the video and I don't know whether to be upset at them or to just be happy uh, because I'm like, he's two. Hey guys, he's just two years old. He shouldn't be in a skate uh, park, but I should be happy that he's growing and developing. That is, that is the normal thing for a uh, a child to grow and develop, and that is the normal thing for the body of Christ, to grow. Not in numbers necessarily, although that's important, but the growth that he's talking about here is spiritual growth. It is to be mature, to be the body of Christ that is growing into Christ-likeness every day. And that is what is expected of us when you connect to the body of Christ. You know, here at Calvary, we say that we wanna make disciple makers for the glory of God among the nations. And there's a, a strategy we call the 5G strategy. And it goes like this. Because of the gospel, we want to guide every believer to gather in worship like we're gathering right now, to grow in Christ-likeness in the group, in a community, and then to go to his or her world and live out the gospel in word and deed so that others can come to be disciples. And so uh, we do that uh, in a meaningful way as we imitate the church in the New Testament, I hope. When the, when the Jerusalem church started back in the first century, they gathered, the day of Pentecost, they gathered by the thousands at the temple courts. And that was meaningful. But the way that they grew and the way they multiplied was not by the thousands at the temple courts, it was by the dozens in the homes. It was as they broke bread together as they spent time together in the homes, as they uh, were reinforced in the disciples' doctrine, as they shared their, their belongings with one another, that God was working in their midst and he added to their number. They grew in favor with God and men. And here at Calvary, we do the same thing. We gather for worship here as a large congregation and it's a good thing to be here. Every Sunday that I come and I see you, I'm encouraged. I'm blessed by seeing you here. I'm encouraged by seeing you walk and knowing your stories of how you follow Jesus. And I hope you're encouraged when you're here. 
I hope that when we sing to the Lord and we praise him and when you hear God's word that your hearts are stirred and, and that you can go back and start your week knowing who your Lord is. But, but being here as a large congregation is not necessarily uh, conducive to the best spiritual growth. Uh, you don't know everybody's name here. If you just look around and look at all the wonderful people that are here, you say, it's great, but I don't know some people's names. Much less can I know how to pray for them or how to encourage them or, or how to serve them. That's why it's necessary for us to be in smaller groups, in, in what we call grow groups here at Calvary, where, where you know people. They know you and you are known. They know your name, you know their name. You know how to pray for them. You know how to encourage them. And my question for you today is, are you part of such a group so that you can grow? Second thing I want to say, actually the third thing I want to say to you today is that the body of Christ uh, is, it, it relates to one another in love and truth. I, I, I meant to say earlier that growth requires that all members relate to one another. And, and we see that in verse 16, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament as each part does its work, as, as we're interconnected, as every part of the body, you, you are important. You're part of the body. You're a believer. We need you and you need us. And it is as we're interconnected that we will grow together. Spiritual growth is not an individual endeavor. You want to grow spiritually? That's great. You need to do that in community. Yes, when you pray, when you read the Bible, there is spiritual growth that happens in your life. But your spiritual growth is limited if it's not lived out in relationship with other believers, with other Christ followers. That's when the growth that, that God talks about here in his word happens. And so uh, this third thing that I just shared with you, the body of Christ grows by relating in love and truth. Did you notice how verse 15 began? Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow. How do we grow? By speaking the truth in love. I love the Spanish translation. I'm preaching in Spanish in the next service, and the New International Version says, living the truth in love. And I think that's part of it. It's not just knowing the truth. It's not just speaking the truth, but it's living the truth. And then in verse 16 says that it grows and builds itself up in Love. Truth and love are two necessary traits of the body of Christ for it to grow. And in a group, if you're in a group of any kind of grow group or, or huddle or disciple-making group, if you're in a group, you need to have truth and love. Both are important. Truth is about Jesus. Jesus is true. He is the truth. When we open up the scriptures, God gives us his truth. And we need truth today. There's a lot of untruth out there. There's a lot of deceit. There's a lot of lies. And we need to stand on the truth, who is Jesus, and on the word of God. It's important that we understand the truth, that we speak the truth, that we build our lives on the truth. And then love. God is love. The cross is about love. The most distinguishing characteristic of believers like you and me should be love. Jesus said, they will know they are my disciples by their love. So we need to love one another. How do we love one another? We pray for each other. We serve each other. We look for the best for each other. That's how, that's how love is lived out. 
Now these two things are important, truth and love, they, they have to go together. Some people just wanna be so committed to the truth that, that they neglect love. And that's, that's an oppressive way to live. How many of you wanna be a part of a family that is all about truth and there's no love? That, that's a place where you're gonna feel guilty, where, where you're always gonna come short, where you're gonna feel rejected, not accepted. The truth is upheld, but there's no love, there's no grace. And then there are places where they talk about being loving and accepting and welcoming, but they never speak the truth. That's not real love. If you love people, you'll speak the truth. Well, I don't wanna say that, or I don't wanna tell that person that because they might be offended. Well, listen, do you love them? Then speak the truth in love. And that's what the Bible says here, truth in love. Those are two things that need to go together in the community, in the body of Christ, in a grow group. That's how it grows. And that requires a relationship. It requires people knowing each other. It requires people trusting each other. That doesn't come naturally. You don't do that with just anybody in the street. You do it with people that hang out together, that little by little open up themselves to each other, that pray for one another, that break bread together, or tortillas. Either way, it's spiritual. And you practice that in a group of 10 or 15 or 20 people. It's hard to do it in a congregation of 300 or five or 600. We, we gather for worship in that way, but when we grow, we grow in small groups. Now, there are six characteristics of Calvary Grow Groups that you need to know about. And some people say, why, why do we call them Grow Groups? We used to call them Sunday School. And I said, well, we don't call it Sunday School here because our groups meet on Sundays and anytime during the week, so it's not just Sundays. And we don't call it school because it's not just about information, it's about transformation. We don't just wanna have the truth, we wanna live the truth in love. And so that's why we call them grow groups. But here are six characteristics. The first one, a Calvary grow group should foster worship and prayer. We, we lead people to be in God's presence corporately and individually. Secondly, we provide participatory Bible study. In other words, we want people to discover God's truth together. In this context, I wish I could have a dialogue with you. I wish you could ask questions and we could have conversation, but that's kind of hard to do in this group. But in a grow group, you can do that and you should do that. Third, it should be a relational community. It should be a place where people are doing life together, are, are knowing about each other and relating to one another in love. The fourth one, a really important one, that a grow group teaches for obedience rather than information. That when you, when you participate in a grow group, it's not about, wow, I'm so glad I was part of that session because now I know more about the Bible. That's not our objective that you know more about the Bible. Our objective is that you obey more of the Bible. That you know it, yes, but that you practice it. That you be doers of the word and not just hearers of the word. The fifth one is that a grow group at Calvary is open, welcoming, and ongoing. That means that it welcomes visitors, it welcomes non-believers. It, it is a group where, where anybody can come into your group, you invite others, you're always thinking of how to be inclusive. I think about the disciples, when Jesus called them, uh, the disciples were not believers yet. They belonged before they believed, and, and that's okay. We need to help people belong before they believe because we believe that, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then six, 
a Calvary Grow Group lives missionally. What it means is simply this, that a Calvary Grow Group understands that we are sent people. And that, and that as a group and as individuals in the world that we live, we should take the gospel with us. That we're not just thinking of building each other up, of nourishing each other until we're fat little babies, but that we are nurturing ourselves so that we can share what God has given us with others so that we can bring the gospel to bear in the world around us. Groups like this are the kind of groups that practice love and truth. And they grow as a body of Christ. One of the ways in which we explain the difference uh, here at Calvary between a grow group and maybe some other models is there's a model that, that, that has a group for every need. And then there's a model that has a group where every aspect uh, of life can be addressed. And so uh, in some places you go, well, I have a need for prayer, so you join a prayer group. And I have a need for discipleship, so you join a discipleship group. And I have a need for Bible study, so you join a Bible study group. I want to do evangelism, so you join an evangelism team. And all of a sudden, you're part of six, eight things, and it's hard to keep up with all of it. What we want here at Calvary is for you to belong to one grow group, and then to engage in that group, grow group, to become a disciple, to gather in worship with us, and then to go into your world and to take the gospel with you. Now, men's ministry and women's ministry and couples ministry and all those things are important, but they're for seasons of your life. They're for special trainings, for special encouragement in your life, to strengthen your life in the grow group. But your grow group is your ongoing commitment that will help you be a disciple that grows. And when you do that, it'll be good for the grow group, it'll be good for you. It's a mutual blessing. That's the way the body of Christ works. I'm part of a grow group that meets on Sunday nights at our home and, and we have a lot of fun. We eat together and, and we laugh and we open the scriptures and we have fellowship. We check on each other during the week. And some time ago, a family joined our church with a lot of children. And among the children was a, a recent high school graduate. Her name is Andrea. And, uh, and she really liked our home group. And as soon as she got her driver's license, whenever her family was not able to come to Grow Group, she drove herself there. And she still does. If her family doesn't come, she comes. And now she's bringing her friends because she enjoys being a part of our group. She enjoys eating with us, opening up the scriptures. She brings her Bible. She brings her friends. And, and I hope that you have such an experience, that you're part of a group where you can be part of an extended family. Whether you're single or married, whether you have kids or are empty nesters, that you can be a part of an extended spiritual family that we call a grow group. This year at Calvary, we are hoping to see more people become part of grow groups. We have 19 grow groups and an average attendance of 259 people in grow groups. But we have more than 1,500 people here at Calvary. So we want to grow, no pun intended, the number of people that participate in grow groups by 25% this year. So I hope you'll consider if God is calling you to be a part of that or, or if you're already part of a grow group that you uh, encourage others to be a part of that. So I'm going to ask you to think about what that means to you. Maybe you're part of a grow group already and you simply need to say today, I'm going to be committed to that and I'm going to invite others. In fact, I'm going to learn how to be a leader so maybe one day I can start my own grow group. But if you're not part of a grow group, then today maybe you need to decide to join one. And we're going to give you an opportunity to do so here in a few moments. Or if you want to start a new one, maybe that's what you need to do. 
Maybe the most important thing for you today is to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Before you talk about grow groups, you need to become part of the body of Christ. So maybe you're in person, maybe you're watching online, and you need to say, today I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive his free, free gift of forgiveness and salvation. Or maybe follow him in believer's baptism. Or join this church. Whatever God is leading you to do, let's pray and you respond. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for your invitation, for making us part of the body of Christ. And now I pray that as we respond, that your Holy Spirit will touch our hearts so that we respond in faith. I pray, Father, that you will speak to us in a clear way and that we'll step out in faith. If there's someone here that needs to give their life to you for the first time, that they will do it right now. If someone needs to make a commitment to a grow group, to grow in the body of Christ, then lead them to do that. Whatever it is, maybe someone here needs healing or reconciliation or restoration. Your spirit can do that. Your spirit can meet the need of every heart present. Would you do that right now, Lord, as we trust you, as we surrender to you? In Jesus' name.